Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good morning. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. And today is Monday, April 27th, 2020. Last week we had two great guests in Deedon Rosino at the Rose Bowl and in uh, Dario Soto with Herbalife, a global sponsorship uh, leader. And of course, Deedon as a, um, a venue uh, extraordinaire, if you will. And then the week prior to that, we had Norman Wayne on, who is the uh, general counsel and chief business officer for the, or chief of business affairs, I should say, uh, for the USA track and field uh, team. And then today, our topic is going to be looking at the NBC, Fandango, and Voodoo deal that uh, came together. I believe it was last week. And uh, I've actually written an article on this as well. You can check that out on uh, Sports Radio America. But um, it's a really interesting deal that's come together. And I kind of want to walk through some of the deal points and then uh, kind of look at uh, sort of why the deal was made, um, you know, what that kind of looks like for the industry going forward. And, uh, and NBC Universal more specifically. And then kind of like what it says about the industry, you know, that, that these deals are being made. So um, I guess to kind of start, we'll look at the the deal in itself so nbc universal is this huge conglomerate right it's a television network it's uh with its nbc property it's a um it's a uh obviously a movie studio with regard to universal and that aspect uh comcast is obviously involved from a cable perspective and then back in 2016 uh nbc universal purchased fandango which is a movie ticketing company, right? Where you go watch a movie at, you know, AMC or whatever it might be, right? Regal theaters or whatever. And then Vudu is a video on demand service that you don't have to have a subscription for. You just essentially have to sign in and you either watch movies for free with ads or you purchase uh, movies. And then they have a lot of pretty cool features like you can purchase movies in advance, like you can get early access, I think is what they call it. Uh, I've used it a ton of times. It's great. Um, And then, of course, um, Vudu doesn't exist as an app on, let's say, Amazon Prime, but there is another app that it streams through, and I think it's called All Access Now. And so you can actually have uh, access to all of your titles on there. And it's 100,000... Um, you know, movie title, video on demand service. Uh, because this was owned by Walmart and now sold to NBC Universal via Fandango, uh, this uh, Voodoo um, platform exists on 100 million um, living room devices that you know you people have purchased from you know Walmart, your Panasonics or whatever you might have, um, or your smart TVs. And then uh, 14 million people have also downloaded the app. So this is a huge acquisition or um, 
uh, yeah, acquisition, I should say, um, you know, from NBC Universal or for NBC Universal, and um, and although not sort of one of the maybe more highlighted deals, and frankly, even if if, if COVID nineteen was not going on and the current sort of government led shutdown, um, I still don't think this deal would get a lot of um, a lot of notoriety. Uh, even um, in let's say normal times, and so uh, again, this is this is a big deal for them, and it opens up a lot of opportunities for them. And um, you know, again, it it we'll get into sort of what what it means for NBC Universal specifically. But again, that's that's the structure of the deal, right? And the idea is is that Fandango, which also has a streaming service called Fandango now, uh, will have these properties on there. Now, of course, the question becomes, will Fandango eventually become a channel, so to speak, um, on Peacock, which is uh, NBC Universal's new streaming service? So we'll see how that plays out. But there is definitely three things that I think are um, going to occur, I think, going forward. And one of them is kind of looking at maybe sort of historical perspective, but you remember when Fox or 20th Century Fox sold its entertainment assets to Disney because they didn't want to compete in the film and television and streaming space? Well, Walmart's essentially done the same thing here, right? You know, even though they had somewhat of a brief sort of stint in um, looking at potentially getting into the movie making business through Voodoo. I think they did make uh, one film called Mr. Mom uh, or something like that. But um, uh, there's a great article on this actually written by Natalie Jarvie uh, with The Hollywood Reporter, uh, which you can check out But uh, on, on, uh, on this, you know, this topic, but uh, with regard to Embassy Universal, Fandango, and Voodoo. But, you know, Walmart essentially did the same thing Fox did and said, you know, uh, we're not going to compete in the entertainment streaming space. And of course, Fox was already, you know, already had the assets. They had the studio. Walmart, not so much in the sense that they're mostly a retail giant, right? But, um, and they are a retail giant. And they happen to have this voodoo purchase that they really never did much with. Um, they sort of talked about certain things that you know, they might do. But ultimately, I think this was probably the right move on their part. And I think overall, a good deal for both Walmart and for NBC Universal. But, um, you know, Walmart did the same thing Fox did. They said, hey, we'll sell this asset. And um, even though they had, Walmart potentially had some plans to maybe look like an Amazon Prime for maybe Middle America or a Disney Plus, um, you know, again, they sold like Fox did. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, Fox's stock has actually gone up since the sell and uh, has even seen gains during the uh, government-led COVID-19 shutdown. So, um, so obviously, uh, has been a positive move for them, at least in the interim, right? So, um, with with Fox, of course, focusing on sort of news and sports and betting, so which again is is a powerful industry industry or industries in themselves. And um, so, again, I think overall, it's it's been a good deal. And um, before we move on to uh, points. Uh, two and three with regard to this deal between uh, Voodoo and um, NBC Universal with Fandango. 
um, and Walmart involved, a lot of parties, a lot of moving pieces here. Um, we will take a brief commercial break. Being Home with Hunker is a podcast where we visit with designers, artists, and creatives in the spaces that express and shape their identities, their homes. If you love design and decor, if you're curious about how people live, or if you've been transitioning or transforming your own home, you'll love these honest conversations. Join us weekly at Being Home with Hunker. Visit hunker.com forward slash podcast where you can find, subscribe, and listen to the show. So folks, we are back and we are looking at the purchase of Vudu, a 100,000 title movie title uh, video on demand platform that was owned by Walmart, which was sold last week to NBC Universal via Fandango, which NBC also owns. So the first point we talked about was how Walmart made a similar move to Fox and selling its assets to Disney, but in this format, and in this deal, Walmart sold to NBC Universal, another one of the big players in Hollywood. That was the first sort of thing that, I guess, fallout from the uh, from this deal. The second thing is really looking at what does this say about the industry? You know, in years past, uh, the Paramount decrees, which essentially was litigation back in the 1940s, where essentially the government uh, came in and said that movie studios could no longer also own the theaters because they didn't want to get into an antitrust situation where theaters uh, were only showing movies owned by the studios that own them. Now, of course, these rules have been relaxed in the last, you know, I would say five, four or five years. And uh, it was something called the Paramount Decrees. I've written on the topic. I mean, you can Google, uh, you know, uh, that situation. There's there's a lot of information about out there about it. But there was something that sort of separated movie making from theater watching, right? But those lines continue to get blurred as we see um, as we've seen through industry consolidation. And this is just another example of that deal. Now, again, NBC Universal purchased Fandango back in 2016. Fandango is a movie ticket company. So um, the purchase also included a deal to control the now named Fandango Now streaming service. It was called something different prior to that, um, that deal. But uh, the direction here of the industry is really potential of looking at shortening theatrical windows, adding more streaming options, and continuing to push the direct-to-consumer business. And, you know, frankly, those aforementioned things can really be summed up in three reasons why it's happening. One is consumer interest and demand. The second is available technology in terms of uh, streaming technology now being more available, the platforms being developed. Consumers want more things now. They're used to having things now. They're used to having things either very cheap or very free. When you consider the overall, you know, cost of let's say paying six to seven bucks for a streaming service, but then also this pandemic has forced businesses to adapt, right? And offering content for free or branded content or um, or uh, more content now. And uh, again, I think those three things have really created a perfect storm and allowing businesses to uh, meet consumers where they're at and where they want to watch content. So uh, that was the second reason. I think just sort of demonstrating where the industry is going. Just a lot more streaming, 
and um, at least for now, a lot more free content. I have a feeling a lot of that's going to get lifted after April 30th when, when a lot of the states in the, in the uh, union start to come back online and some of the social distancing, distancing um, restrictions and other stuff gets, uh, gets lifted and gets eased. The third and final reason we want to look at today is sort of where does NBC Universal go from here? So they have Fandango, a movie ticket purchasing company that they've had since 2016. They have Comcast as a cable company. They have the movie studio. They have the television network. You know, so NBC, let's kind of look. Sometimes you can tell a lot about a company by looking at its competitors. And so you can look at Amazon. You can look at Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max and Disney. And NBC not doing anything different than these other companies. You know, they, they launched Peacock, which is their streaming platform. And let's just be honest. What what NBC is doing is essentially they're going to war, right? The streaming wars, if I'm sure you've heard about. And they need content. And so they did the rightful thing that any CEO and any board of directors would do is they would go out and purchase a competitor um, and uh, and – the great thing about doing something like that in specific circumstances is one, you take out a competitor, but you also add, and then in this case, a hundred thousand movie titles to um, to their sort of content library, and uh, that's a, that's a no-brainer for the company and its stockholders, and for consumers, they stand a benefit because you know you're seeing more accessible content in one place, and this and this idea, hundred thousand more titles on NBC uh, Universal's platform. And now what is interesting about this and something to keep our eyes on going forward is the one thing that the industry is not doing right now is consolidating to make streaming easier. You know, whereas Amazon and Roku are in great places where Roku is not necessarily producing content. They've talked about it. Maybe they've worked on a couple, produced a couple shows, but it's, it's been pretty rare to this point. But, um, you know, they're both in great places because they're hosting platforms, right? People have to go to them to distribute their content. You know, the whole content is king, distribution is queen, and she wears the pants. Great quote by Jonathan Perelman. You know, distribution still matters, right? So folks are going to them, studios are going to them to stream their content. But, um, and of course, streamers who go to those platforms are also benefiting, uh, even if they have their own platforms. And so this is sort of like these co-branded things you'll see with like HBO Unlocked on Hulu or, you know, you're seeing other, other uh, branded content on existing platforms. I mean, it's just a great way to do business, right? You know, meet people where they're at. And of course, we've mentioned the free and shared content and NBC has definitely got into some of that. But, you know, the key point here going forward is remembering that on the other side of this, you know, coming out on the positive side of this pandemic, streamers are going to need to figure out how to reach customers uh, when they no longer have a bunch of time on their hands of working from home um, and or the finances to carry uh, more than three sort of paid streaming subscriptions. So there's been a lot of studies about three is kind of the max um, you know, in terms of what customers are willing to put up with. And a lot of this content's being offered for free now, right? Like Quibi is, you know, 90-day free trial. Apple Plus is a year, a year free trial if you purchase an Apple device. You know, uh, HBO Max, I think, was offering a month free, or HBO Now was offering a month free trial uh, 
and uh, which is you know sort of a marketing sort of deal to uh, with its sort of HBO Max coming out on I think May twenty seventh. So, but when those things are all of a sudden um, now required for purchase, you know, then I think we get into a problem where you're going to have consumers making decisions and going, I don't want this platform. I do want this platform. And so any way that companies can uh, make streaming easier and more accessible, um, which are essentially the same thing and uh, make it more of a one-stop shop. I think this is where uh, some of these big companies uh, can really come into play and really help, um, really help, but also, you know, obviously offering consumers something that's beneficial, but also sort of adding to their pocketbooks too, right? Because you have more people going to them for business. And that's where sort of like the Amazon and Roku's will continue to benefit. But um, that's it for our show uh, this week, folks. Again, I'm Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law. Today's topic was looking at NBC Universal's purchase of Vudu, formerly owned by Walmart via Fandango. It's a mouthful, but uh, that's the deal. That's what went down. And uh, hope you enjoyed this week's show. Wishing you all the best and um, to you and your families. And we'll be back with you next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.